And now I think it's funny, like fast forward, I am, I'm getting so many opportunities because of this cartoon series, which, you know, I, I feel like I rediscovered this passion when I went back home for Thanksgiving a few years ago. And I was going through uh, some of my old notebooks, like my, my parents are the type of parents, like they keep everything, you know, first generation parents, you know, very, yeah. very proud. And uh, I was going through these cartoons and my mom was like, John, why, why did you stop? And I was like, I don't know. You know, that's a great question. And now I have all these uh, ponderings and musings and, and friends talking about like the work life stuff they go through as quote unquote millennials. And I was like, why don't we create a little cartoon series out of that? And I started this every vowel cartoon series, just sharing with friends and, and circulating with friends. And then people were like, John, put them online, put them online. So I started putting them online, putting them out every Monday. And then, uh, you know, they started getting shared. I had one cartoon, um, which a lot of people have seen. It, it got 96,000 likes on LinkedIn. This is the Next Generation Education. We're talking to top entrepreneurs, thought leaders, international disruptors, while focusing on lifelong learning and how education can and needs to adapt in our modern world. You're listening to Start That Up. Here's your host, Don Wetrick. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. I'm excited today to have on John Yushui. John is the head of creator product marketing at YouTube. And while that is a nice high status job that he has at YouTube, what we get into is his career as a content creator. John, you may not recognize the name, but he is the guy behind Every Vowel. And Every Vowel is a cartoon that is growing rapidly, has been seen, especially if you're you know, on LinkedIn or some of these sites. And he goes through his journey of him being a student and kind of doodling in class and where it's taken him to today. And also, I've had some really good storytellers on the show before, and John is one of the best. Matter of fact, his story about how he got Larry King to do a campaign video for him is worth the listen alone. Also, John is one of those guys that believes in giving back. His level of success has not gotten to his head. Matter of fact, he has set up a lot of his friends with kind of a a five-second favor club that I have been astounded by, and he's just constantly looking to help people out. So if you're listening to this, he gives us contact information at the end. I'd take a listen to that because this is a guy that is going places. And quite frankly, he is a doer and he enjoys giving back. So for those reasons, I think that you're going to love this, whether you are a parent, a student or a teacher, because I know I had that kid in class doodling and maybe not paying attention the whole time. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one. If you enjoy it, please pass it on. One of the reasons why we grow is that people are recommending the show and also giving me suggestions on who to have on next. So without further ado, John Yushai. All right, so <laughs> joining me now is John Yushai. John, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, man. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so like we immediately start talking and then I had to cut you off because A, <laughs> I can tell you're a master storyteller and I'm like, oh no, before you say any more, I, I, I hate it when you try to recreate something. So mm-hmm. definitely wanted to start back from the beginning and then get into all these fun things that I've been wanting to ask you about, especially on, um, well, you can talk about, you can talk about your, your, your cartoon and why you call it what you do. Um, mm-hmm. But let's let's start from the very beginning. I, I was introduced to you from a mutual friend, which I, I love the fact that the podcast is growing, that I'm getting some really great guests like yourself from recommendations. 
But one of the things that, that definitely jumped off the page was your job title. And I'll save the second part here a second. So explain your job title at the ripe old age of, what are you, 27? 27 now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I work on our creator and influencer marketing at YouTube. So basically, that's just a fancy way of saying I work with some of our biggest creators to help them grow their communities on YouTube, help uh, grow our product and get their feedback and try to be at the cutting edge of everything YouTube, whether, that, whether that's the creators, the cultures, just trying to make it make the experience as good as possible for everyone involved. So it's been a crash crash course in culture. It's been a crash course in just learning about how these people develop these media empires from their bedrooms and learning and, and getting inspiration from the day to day of doing that for the past four years and just letting that empower a lot of my own creativity and the other initiatives and endeavors that I do uh, outside of my quote unquote day job at YouTube. Yeah. And what prepared you for all that? I mean, it's, I'm a little, I'm guessing a little bit of data, data analytics and a little bit of, you know, feedback and all the other good stuff, but like what prepared you for it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I, a lot of that, a business background, uh, I went to the Wharton school. I studied there undergrad. Um, I, I did a lot of things in student government and, and being class president and just, you know, I loved marketing and I feel like I learned a lot, uh, uh, in school, but at the same time, I learned most of my stuff outside of school and, and, and realizing that most of my curriculum curriculum came in the, in the school of life, you know, and, and I yeah. joined YouTube because I started making YouTube videos myself and my first boss, you know, I remember he saw this embarrassing rap video that I have on, on <laughs> YouTube that I ended up, you know, twisting uh, Larry King's arm, you know, Larry King live on CNN. I saw him on the street one day and I asked him to be in my YouTube video and that got a good number of hits. <laughs> um, and I uh, love that. <laughs> and so uh, how do you, how do you approach him? Hey, Larry, uh, be in my YouTube video. And I, he was just down or was there some convincing? Was there no, bribery? No, what? no. There's a whole song and dance to it. There was uh, so so the background is uh, I was running for class president and I wanted to do something that was just out of the box. You know, all these people were talking about their platform, this, that, and like let's let's be serious. It was a popularity contest, um, and I thought it'd be really fun to have a rap video. Like I can't rap, but uh, if you told that to my younger self, you know, maybe I <laughs> I would disagree with you. But I had a really good friend. We both we both like created this little uh, rap song together. It was, it was about the election, and I was like, you know, we need a kicker. We need something crazy that that if we put in the video people it's just gonna get the whole campus talking I mean maybe even beyond that and so I was in uh, LA right before we released the video I was like you know we're in the city of stars I, I got to get a star um, to be in this video and I got to figure out some way to do it and my aunt was like oh you know I know this uh, cafe with La where Larry King goes to get breakfast every morning I was like you're kidding um, and we so you deliberately set out this wasn't just oh, a by absolutely. chance encounter. You all, okay, this story keeps getting better. I'll shut up. Keep going, <laughs> keep going. No, yeah, 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 exactly. It was deliberate. And, but I'm also, I'm also the type of guy that I'm like, I'm very aware of the fact that, you know, Larry King is a public figure who values his private space, you know, like, like these people don't want to be hounded. And, 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 and so I, I, I was very aware of trying to teeter on that line. And so I remember I was in LA for all of four days and, um, and then we like on the on on one morning I went to the this cafe that he was known to be at, and I saw him there, and he was just deep into a conversation, and I never got a chance to go up to him. And I just felt like if I did, it would be it would be invading his space. So he's right there, and and I felt like oh my god, it's gonna th th there was my one opportunity. 
But I was like, you know what? My flight's the next day. I'm going to get up again. I'm going to go to this cafe again, and I'm going to see if he's there. And uh, hopefully there's another opportunity. And lo and behold, still there, same spot. And, uh, you know, this time when he goes out the door and he's getting his jacket and, and you know, I saw an opening where, like, I thought it would be more comfortable to, to go up to him. I tell him, like, Larry, like, I, I love your interviews. I've learned a lot from you as an interviewer and, and storyteller. And, uh, you know, I'm running for class president at the University of Pennsylvania. I was wondering if uh, you could just do a shout out in my video. He's like, it's like, any time, John, any time. Like, roll, roll the camera, roll the camera. And then he gives this, like, clip. Like, it's like, vote for you, Shy. He's, he's uh, perfect. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> believe you just said that. You know? That's, and I, no offense to Larry. If, you, if, he's, if he or anyone who knows him is listening, that was the worst impression of all time. But he said it. You could look it up on YouTube. If you look up you, Shy, my last name, Y-O-U-S-H-A-E-I, uh, uh, Penn Election Video, it'll come up. Um, and uh, he's literally in the first uh, five, five, ten seconds of the video, and 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 that election, uh, needless to say, went well. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so our, the mantra of our of our class, and I told you a little bit about our class, but they almost yep. get tired of me saying it. But like the mantra is, opportunities are everywhere. Have everywhere. your eyes wide open, see, be in the moment, and just be bold. And and um, hundred percent. One of my one of my classes before I started the school I'm at now, we had a broadcasting class, and I actually mm-hmm. simultaneously I had the innovation class too. But this particular year, I live in Indianapolis, and we were hosting the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And awesome. uh, and I'm not trying to one up you, by the way. I'm not. No, but, no, no. So, no. <laughs> so I love. So I so I, I, I told my students, I'm like, hey, we're going to go to the Super Bowl media day, and that was the one of the few. I was like one of the first years that you could buy a ticket to get in, and by get a mm-hmm. ticket, you had to sit in the stands. You weren't going to be at field. But mm-hmm. I said, hey, like, wear your nicest things. Like, you know, look mm-hmm. like a, so I, I had a crew with me. I had, you know, the sound guy. So, you know, I, I didn't have a gaffer, so to speak, but I had a sound guy who had the boom pole and mic. Yep. I had, I had a, um, the cameraman. I had, a, a, and two anchors, um, yep. or field reporters, I guess I should say. And I'm like, dude, I, I, they go, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to get in. And they go, how? I said, yeah. I don't know, but you'll know it when you see it. So, <laughs> yeah. and so we, we go there and we're interviewing anybody never. I'm like, like guys from local TV channels. And then all of a sudden we cut, you know, we ran into a couple of professional athletes and, um, our favorite one was with, uh, Rick Riley and, um, and, uh, uh, and Adam Schefter and they all, they're all gracious and kind about it. And then all of a sudden I, sh- I see this short guy walking through and just as fate would have it two weeks prior, 60 minutes did a show, um, on the NFL and mm-hmm. the work of Demore Smith, who, as far as NFL goes, he's the second most important guy to Roger Goodell. He's the president of the Players Association. No one knows who this guy is. He's inconspicuous. He doesn't, you know, doesn't stand out, doesn't look like an athlete. And I'm like, Tyler, go grab him. And he's like, who is it? I'm like, just do it. And I, I kind of wish, I'm like, that's the NFL Players Association president. And he's like, okay. So he taps him on the shoulder. He's behind him and he doesn't even hear him or see him. I'm sorry. And so he said, uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir, Mr. Smith, we'd like to get an interview with you. And he doesn't even break stride. He keeps walking. He says, um, I'm sorry, but today's interviews is with the athletes only. And then he said, uh, they're the real stars of the show. And then Tyler just all of a sudden goes, I'm just a kid. <laughs> he stops in his tracks, turns around and sees Four students in ties, professional apparel. Well, one's a girl, shooting over a tie. But they, yeah. they, they're dressed professionally. We have a really good camera. We have a boom mic. 
And we're like, <laughs> we just look at him like, hey, man, please. And yeah. they nail it. And so awesome. anyway, so they do this interview. And he and so he says, are you their teacher? I said, yeah, I am. He says, man, they did professional. He's like, I'll see you guys on the inside. And I was like, well, that's the crazy thing. We don't really have field passes. And he goes, really? Oh, wow. Gets out his wallet, pulls out his business card, puts a cell phone number on it. And he says, go to security. If they give you any trouble, call me. Wow. <laughs> That's 30, minutes, 30 minutes later, my students are interviewing Tom Brady and Eli Manning. It was, it was nuts. Wow. It was nuts. So wow. I, I love it. You, you kind of taught me it. in the sense that you were deliberate. Like ours was, by, well, ours was deliberate in the sense that we went to a location we knew there was going to be people. But I like the fact that you, somebody told you this was the, like, this was the place where Larry hung out mm-hmm. and, you, mm-hmm. and you, you staked out. Um, absolutely i mean i i think i'm a big believer and i think the 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 sounds like the moral of your story as well plan your own spontaneity like if you're yes people always talk about oh right place right time well if you can control the right place then control that variable and then the right time will hopefully happen that is that's a that's gonna be the sound quote right there I, i love that no plan your own spontaneity and and you know your success was because you put your place in the in the place of success so i i i love that so, um, speaking of which, uh, one of the reasons why I, I did want to talk to you, not necessarily, and I think the, the job at YouTube's cool, but I'm more fascinated by the fact that you're also a content creator as well, and not in the traditional sense of you're a YouTuber, you're a, a cartoonist, question mark. <laughs> and it's real. like, first, again, love, love some of your stuff. How did all that start? And, and then, like, were you kind of, like, a, afraid to admit you're a cartoonist? Were you a closet doodler? What, what was going on there? Yeah. Uh, so the, the story behind that, and a lot of people know me as, as, as the cartoonist behind every vowel. Um, uh, uh, and that's this cartoon series where I literally have these talking alphabet letters. There's the vowels A, E, I, O you and sometimes why the protagonist of the cartoon series is the letter y because he's going through this identity crisis like is he a vowel is he not he sometimes feels like one and like the other characters are like the a is the alpha is the boss at the at the company where they all work and um you know people have called it like the inside out uh, like Pixar's Inside Out for young professionals. Other people say it's a Dilbert for millennials. We have about 400,000 readers now at uh, everyvowel.com. And, and to, to answer your question, just none of this was, was on my roadmap. Like this is coming from a kid who, if you went through my notebooks growing up, like my little uh, black and, and white checkered uh, composite notebooks, you would see some pages of algebra and biology and science and all that. And you see reams of cartoons and doodles, right? Like that's what, that's what I would do as a kid. And I remember throughout school, people would say, oh, that's nice. That's nice. You draw, you doodle. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But make sure to, to quote unquote, get, get your education, get your education. Um, and now I think it's funny, like fast forward, I'm, I'm getting so many opportunities because of this cartoon series, which, you know, I, I feel like I rediscovered this passion when I went back home for Thanksgiving a few years ago. And I was going through my, some of my old notebooks, like my, my parents are the type of parents, like they keep everything, you know, first generation parents, you know, very, yeah. very proud. And uh, I was going through these cartoons and my mom was like, John, why, why did you stop? And I was like, I don't know. You know, that's a great question. And now I have all these uh, ponderings and musings and, and friends talking about like the work life stuff they go through as quote unquote 
millennials. And I was like, why don't we create a little cartoon series out of that? And I started this every vowel cartoon series, just sharing with friends and, and circulating with friends. And then people were like, John, put them online, put them online. So I started putting them online, putting them out every Monday. And then, uh, you know, they started getting shared. I had one cartoon, um, which a lot of people have seen. It, it got 96,000 likes on LinkedIn um, and got about 17,000 shares on, on Facebook. And basically, it was just comparing, like, how executives and associates write emails. And that led to a lot of stuff from uh, Business Insider, Time Magazine, Forbes. And, and uh, yeah, I, I would have never imagined that a cartoonist is a real profession, especially being questioned about as a kid but as an adult here we are yeah so now you're kind of in the unusual realm of like you're you're cross-pollinating you're working with content creators that aren't really in your genre mm -hmm. do do the people that you well i'm not sure what you can talk about like but like do the people at youtube know that you're a big deal in the cartoon world or do they care or you know like I'm really a big deal to, I mean, like, like you said, some of the success of this is, is self-evident and here you are working with video content people. So what is like, what is that like blending those two worlds? Yeah, well, 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 one, they know about it. Like, uh, uh, um, um, I always make sure to ask and, and, uh, and, and way before I started this, I, I obviously never imagined that it would get, it would, you know, get to where it is, but to get to get clearances and, and you know make sure everything is good and make sure that you know the, the worlds are separate but yeah i mean i mean I, there's a lot i learned by just virtue of being around like a lot of these digital creators and understanding like here's here's a specific example people think they could just upload sporadically it doesn't matter whether you're uploading videos photos etc the fact is that an audience grows when you have consistency when i could promise my audience that hey Every Monday, I'm going to give you a new cartoon on everyvowel.com or if you look on, on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. That's what leads to uh, growth. And it, that was a small switch. You know, I remember like sometimes when I'm like finishing the cartoons and I, and I have to upload on Tuesday, which, which almost never happens. I get these emails and messages like, John, yo, where's, where's the cartoon today? Do we miss it? And I was like, oh, my God, this habit is building and, and I have to respect that. And, and, a, and a digital content creator, YouTube star, like anybody today that is trying to build an audience will tell you the same thing. And there's little things like that that I've learned um, like from the day to day that I think has allowed every vowel to get where it is. Um, so, 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 so it's been a lot of fun. And obviously, you know, the, the, the consistency that you're talking about is probably the most difficult thing, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll try to spend my weekends just uh, hammering out like a, a, a cartoon concepts and, and I'll figure out ways now to, to be smarter about it. Like another thing I've learned is that, you know, creativity is about a community. And so I realized there's a lot of people messaging me and, and, and texting me like, hey, John, like, you know, what, what if you turn this car, car idea into a cartoon or like, oh, I went through this thing at work and you turn it into a cartoon. I'm like, you know what? Like, let's uh. Let's 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 create a group, and now I have a private group of oh, every vowel smart. super fans, and people submit ideas. I illustrate them. I, I share my early sketches with them, and and the people there just blow my mind. They're like, "Hey, John, change this in panel one. Change that in panel two. What do you think about this tweak?" And it's just this community, just having a conversation. They're like, "Hmm, the letter A. I don't think his persona is usually that angry. Uh, you know, the letter Y should be a little bit more doubtful." In this in this panel, I'm like, "Oh my god, these these." cartoons are like living 
in a world of their own. And, and it just, it makes me elated. I never would have imagined even, you know, a couple years ago when I started, let alone as a kid, that, that I'd be seeing this world come to life in this way and just puts the biggest smile on my face. Um, tell everybody why you call it every vowel. Oh, yeah. So every vowel um, comes from the fact that I have every vowel in my last name. My last name is Yushai, <laughs> Y-O-U-S-H-A-E-I. And uh, without, it, except for the S-H, like, you know, then my last name is just all the vowels. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be funny if I, I take that and create this cartoon series where, you know, the, the vowels have personas. And, and it's sort of like talking about adult topics, but it's like talking letters, which is usually something you usually see on Sesame Street or some kids program. It's just a weird... Uh, Die, die, uh, like a weird, weird irony, and then the perfect, like the cherry, cherry on top, is the fact that the letter Y sometimes is a vowel and sometimes is not, and and uh, you know, it, yeah, it was just, it's it just funny that like all those things come together, and that's why my cartoon series is called Every Vowel. Yeah, so this is what I was thinking before. Again, before you said you you had some people submit ideas, when you were telling me about you being a doodler in school. I was thinking to myself, how funny would it be if you had a cartoon of you as a Val representing you as a student drawing and doodling the cartoon of every Val? <laughs> and some teacher and some te yeah yeah it's almost like a seinfeld episode within an episode but like like it would be funny if like yeah in class the teacher was yelling at you for doodling and making cartoons and that will never be a profession mm, yeah that's good. That's good. I, well, I, only because it fits my educational narrative. I like. I, I'm one yeah, of those Gary V types that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm one of those Gary V types that like. If I know a student has a passion and they've got a talent in something, like don't don't get me wrong, I still like for them to do well in other traditional classes. That's fine. Yep. I'm not asking them to drop out and and you know start following a crazy passion, but I am about kids doubling down on what they're good at. And instead of obsessing about them, um, you know, I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. But, you know, if they're not the best, you know, fill in whatever blank student you're going to say in which other, you know, class. But I, I like the fact that a, a teacher might. And well, actually, I should make this question. Did any teacher when you went to high school see that talent of your artistry? And did they foster it? Did they want to grow it? Or were you just kind of like it was underneath a pad of paper and you were sketching secretly? Uh, it was, it was more of the latter. They definitely saw it. I think that, you know, I had wonderful teachers growing up in, in my suburb of Chicago that very much encouraged me. Um, I remember there was one teacher who also said that like, I was, I was a terrible writer back in the day. And, um, I'll never, I mean, I mean that, that kind of stuff, like it could go both ways. Like you, like a student can get really dejected and, and not nurtured or for me, like I take it as, no, I really believe in, in my skills and I'm getting validation from other sources and I want to prove you wrong. And I, I had a chance to start writing for Forbes and I'll never forget. I, I spent six months writing this article um, and it became one of the top stories of for on Forbes and hit 1.5 million views on Forbes. And uh, wow. I sent her the link. <laughs> <laughs> With an explanation or was it just like nothing, link? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just, hey, and I did you... you hear back from said teacher? Yeah, she's, she said she's proud and 
Good. No, it's, it's nothing like, uh, I'm not like, like, you know, it was just like, you know, people motivate <laughs> you in different ways. And, no, I, and I'm, I'm grateful for what she said. And, and, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a terrible writer. I was a horrendous writer. And, and to be honest, I think I had, I had unlearned some of the things that traditional, um, English, uh, you know, quote unquote rules are yeah. these days in terms of how, how storytelling is like, I like to throw readers into the, into the meat of the story right away. You know, they'll tell you to build your topic sentence, have a thesis. And that's all, all of it's very important, but you got to figure out your own style. And I feel like I had to forget a lot of stuff in order to find myself and my writing and my cartooning and, and, and do it my own way. And, And just to see it resonate with, with millions of people now has blown my mind. That's, that's cool. Uh, no, I, it reminded me of the story, um, Sir Richard Branson, basically he was going to have to leave school early because he was running, you know, this record label at age 17 and mm-hmm. he had to ask his headmaster to basically leave the school and he's, and I, I'm doing this, I, it was from another podcast, I heard the story. His headmaster said, well, you're either going to end up in jail or wildly, or like a multimillionaire. <laughs> And, um, and, and he, Richard, basically, as soon as he had made his millions, he, you know, sent him a note and his headmaster was like gracious enough to say, I knew it because <laughs> either, <laughs> either way. And then, and then when he that. went on to say, he, he's like, you know, he actually was right on both accounts. He said, uh, he'd gotten himself into some hot water, um, because of like copyright law. And so it was something, you know, wasn't like holding up a bank or anything, but, yeah. um, but it was just funny because he said, it's like, that was one of the things that motivated him as well. Like he Absolutely. liked the headmaster, but it just bugged him. It's like, you're going to end up, uh, you know, in jail or a multimillionaire. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm, I'm grateful for everything good or bad because everything happens for a reason. And, you know, you may not understand in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that is crazy. And I, I like the fact though, that, um, you are kind of creating your own niche because it's I'm like when I looked at it, I, so <laughs> I'm from the, you know, eighties. Um, so I looked at it like almost kind of far side-ish meets Dilbert. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. but I, I like some of the representations. Now I do have to admit, and I feel stupid saying this when you're talking about why, why was the, um, I wouldn't say the inferior and a was the alpha, like, all of a sudden it dawned on me like, oh, that's why he's always that way. I wasn't smart enough to pick up on that. Um, no, not, not, not at all. And that's why I always try. I believe like I have two segments of the Every Vowel audience. One is the casual fan who, who sees the cartoon. Like, you know, maybe it's, it's every now and then. And I want that cartoon to make sense outside of the world of like the letters and knowing the persona personas. And then you have these diehard every vowel fans. Like somebody the other day asked me to, to send them a print of a cartoon so they could get a tattoo. I was oh. like, are you kidding me? Like, like, with, like, and I, and I was like, Oh, maybe I should offer to split it or so. But, but these people are like diehard. They know the characters and, and all this stuff. And so then, then I, then I try to create this world of like, you know, there, there's, there's a, there's a greater uh, like context. There's a back and forth between the characters and, wow. you know, they have their own complexities and, and uh, my hope is to turn into a book, to turn into animation. And I just know these panels are like, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you have to have a little bit of something for everyone. But there's no reason that can't be in the same product. So what's like some, like the craziest thing that's happened with the cartoon? Oh man. Um, a lot of great speaking gigs. I think the the craziest thing is, 
um, when different executives and, um, and and people who I admire say they're fa- they're fans of the cartoon. Well, that is that is crazy. So yeah, from a part-time doodler to all this crazy success, and mm-hmm. and and here you are also. Yeah, I mean, you're like leading these three different lives. It's it's uh, unreal. Um, so what's next? I mean, obviously you're you're gonna grow the cartoon. Do you have any other big lofty plans? What's the next? Um, I'm trying to take it day by day. I think, I think something else that, that's super exciting that has come out of this is uh, I've, I got to meet one of my childhood heroes who is Arlene Klatsky. She is the founder of Rugrats. She created Rugrats for Nickelodeon, uh, which, which, you know, I don't know if you grew up watching it, but that was like my childhood in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm 45. So that was um, I, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit after my time. I'm more yeah. bugs, but, but I definitely know the impact on it. <laughs> definitely know the yeah. impact on Rugrats. And how so, did you, was she also a fan of the, like how'd that encounter? No, I, I, we had a mutual friend that, uh, a really good mutual friend that made a connection. And then, you know, she's, she's starting a, a, a few, uh, she's working on some cool projects that, that, uh, you know, we've been talking about and, and she just kind of taking me under her wing. You know, I, I, there's this amazing quote, which is, you know, once you achieve success, you know, one of the best things you could do is send the elevator back down for the next generation. And I feel like Arlene has sent the elevator down in some way. And, and I'm so grateful to just learn from her. And, and, you know, she, the way she was commenting on like the every vowel characters and helping me think through like a larger narrative, I, again, stuff I would have never imagined. Like if you, if you would have gone back in time and said to a much younger version of me, this stuff would have happened and it would have happened because of, you know, you following your dreams and, you know, pursuing the arts and, and creativity, the quote unquote, untraditional career path. And I would have been like, yeah, right. But here we are. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The person that introduced us, um, Jeremy Miller, the kids, sounds insulting when I say kid, he's 18 years old. Hmm. And he's one of those that he already gets it at 18 that, you know, he's sending the elevator back down to people that are (laughs) <laughs> six months six months younger than he is or in yeah. some case or in some cases 30 plus years older because he yeah it is it's um I, I love to hear the gratitude in your voice because number one you're setting yourself up for success by also being helpful and, and my gosh your, your your other job is you're ensuring that other people are successful and I, I think I think that's just the coolest thing about you know getting to know you is that you have this really cool I, I hate to say it's side hustle because it's been, it's huge. Well, heck, you're going to commission. Well, I don't want to jinx it. You're doing really <laughs> great things in that world. And at the same time, you're working with the top YouTube artists to make sure that they're successful as well. And I dig that because you're constantly bringing value to your readers. You're constantly bringing value to the people that produce the content and their fans as well. And now here you are talking about the fact that, you know, you're, acknowledging somebody's giving you a hand so obviously you're reciprocating that as well so i dig that man i i, I love your story and i also Thanks, see now man. that you're kind of speaking here and there yeah yep yep that's been a lot of fun too like i i i'm a big believer in if like speaking writing drawing like i try to spend hours for every second that somebody spends consuming or watching something just because i believe you got to have so much respect for the audience these days especially with you know the level of quality quality and just to work on a speech or something for months and then be able to give in and go on the road has yeah. also been a ton of fun yeah oh that's cool 
Well, I'm, I'm also thinking like, and I'm not going to name names, um, but uh, and I know that you couldn't comment anyway, um, but like the things that you're doing take time. Like mm-hmm. some of my, and again, I'm not asking you to, to dish, but like the amount of time and detail somebody, even a daily vlogger like Casey, nice that, how much uh-huh. time that takes, how much video editing that takes as opposed to, and some people are famous for it, but you know, having a camera and shoving people in a pool or, you know, jumping in a pile of Cheetos, um, you know, the, the level of commitment, I, I, I tend to side on the people that are doing great things, but also have an eye for that art. And I can only yeah. imagine how much extra time it takes you for your art than just slapping down a, a cheesy whatever. So totally. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, just looking over your stuff, I, without a doubt, see the attention to detail. So congrats. Thanks, no, Thanks. Likewise, no, likewise. <laughs> thank you. No, I, on behalf of, um, especially art teachers out there listening, going, Oh man, you know, there's probably so many teachers that <laughs> they'd have seen you doodling. They'd have been like, go for it. Awesome. So I, I like the fact that it didn't dissuade you. Um, and heck, I mean, to be fair to the teachers that weren't encouraging you, you were kind of hiding it. But mm-hmm. even even you found motivation uh, <laughs> despite some of that stuff. I love, yeah, I, I just, mm. so uh, here we are hyping all your work. <laughs> Tell everybody else, you, you kind of mentioned uh, the website, but for the last, you know, social media circles, your website, all that good stuff, where can we find you? Absolutely. So if you want to check out the cartoon series, new cartoon every Monday, uh, you go to everyvowel.com. That's E-V-E-R-Y-V-O-W-E-L.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, just every vowel, at every vowel on Instagram, at every vowel on Twitter. Uh, I'm big on LinkedIn. I think that's, that, 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 that's a place, you know, where you know, the bar for content can be raised a lot. So if you just look me up, John Ushai, or if you look up every vowel, you can find me posting a lot of stuff there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to be on this show to, to have a chance to uh, listen to your audience. And if anybody ever wants to reach out, any questions, ever want to talk, anything that I could help pay forward, my email is just jon at everyvowel.com. Don't ever hesitate to reach out. I'm more than happy to help. I've been giving a ton of help in getting where I am today from teachers, mentors, people that, you know, I'm surprised why they helped, but they did and they took time out of their day. So if I could do the same for anyone listening, I'd be more than happy to. Awesome. Dude, I hear the sincerity in your voice. I appreciate it. I also like you're given, uh, uh, do you know Manu Goswami? I don't. Swish. Okay. I'm surprised. Um, he's, I think, 19 years old and has been killing it. And his advice to my students and younger listeners was take LinkedIn seriously. <laughs> take oh, it seriously. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, I think it's another social network where the content's going to become better and better. And uh, it's just wonderful. It's never been a better time to be a creator. I truly believe that. And there's yeah. so many platforms that help help on that front. Well, I totally agree. I, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm pushing my personal students um, in the, this year to be in my class, you had to have a reflection tool. So no matter what you were working on, you were required to either have one of three. You had to have either a blog, a YouTube channel, or a podcast. Because I like, uh, I, I even told them, like, how cool would it been have been if you know, Steve and, you know, Waz, you just seen a video of their first meeting of their first keystroke of their first, you know, build. I'm like, if somebody here is going to do something great 
And if you archive it, even if it's just for your grandkids to watch, I think it's important. Yeah, so, I, and and my gosh, you're right. There is no no better time because now you have all these great platforms to push your stuff out to the world, and um, it, it's just awesome. Oh, to see. absolutely. And you never know who's going to listen or watch or consume that piece of content. It's going to be like, wow, I thought I was I thought I was alone, but I'm not. Right. That is, yeah. Did you expect to get a letter from Tony Shea saying I'm a big? I can't get over that. I just that's yeah. that's ah oh, that's cool. Well, John, from the <laughs> bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate you being on. Uh, I appreciate your sincerity and telling people you'll follow up, and that means everything to us. Um, and lastly, just for giving back and and pushing forward. So, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave your comments, questions, and suggest show topics at startedupinnovation.com. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Start Ed Up and Facebook.com slash Start Ed Up. We're back next week with a new episode.